0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Jim Giacchetta, CTO and co-founder of Vitovation. Today, we have my good friend, Matt Hughes uh, from VNOVA. Uh, he's VP, uh, uh, Senior VP of Global Sales. And uh, tell us, give us a little overview, Matt, of what, we're, what, what uh, knowledge you're going to lay on us today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jim, and thanks for Vitovation for setting this up. And it's important for us to, to have a chance to talk with you guys about VNOVA, um, we're a, we're a UK London-based company, um, in in the process of expanding as well. Um, what we do is we're a compression technology company. So we take we own a bunch of um, patents around uh, video compression and image image compression. What we've done is we've taken our library and perfected them to various aspects of the the broadcast industry, um, and we've got a, a few ways that we've we've worked. What I'm going to go through today. They show you some of those new technologies that are uh, being advanced through MPEG and SIMTI, and also a product that we have that offers a uh, encoding and decoding uh, a server-based uh, system that we have in the market.
0: Well, so so uh, some of your your technology you're going to present, Matt, is is kind of a, a new approach or a contrarian approach. So, I put together this little little questionnaire to kind of see where customers are at. Uh, everyone should be able to see uh, uh, we asked the question, you know what video codec or codecs do you use today? And uh, this is a multiple choice. you you it's multiple choice, but you can also pick uh, multiple things. So, if you use uncompressed and and jPEG uh, two thousand, um, we'd love to hear from you just kind of see uh, where you folks are at today. Uh, in your IP uh uh codec uh, video codec uses right now. So it looks like oh wow it's pretty evenly distributed here. Um, looks like uh even except for JPEG XS. So here let me let me um put this up. Oh what did I do? I hit the oh I hit the wrong button. Hold on hold on um, close it now I share it. There we go. So there's the results so uh yeah i guess that's not surprising you know a lot of people are still using h.264 <laughs> so uh i i don't want to i don't want to spoil the surprise but i think matt might have uh, some enhancements to make 264 you know take something legacy like that and 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 improve it uh we got 265 and uncompressed and then uh the jpeg 2000 folks uh matt is going to present maybe some uh some alternatives to that so here if i hide that thank thank you folks for sharing uh let me see you should have control again matt
1: okay all right thanks jim so so um some of the technologies that we've been working on specifically have been for mpeg and simti um we've got a new standard that's part of mpeg5 mpeg5 is actually a suite of products and the part of that suite is called mpeg5 part 2 L-C-E-V-C. And with SMPTE, uh new standard is VC6 or simti 21st 2117 So I'm going to go through both of these and uh, and kind of explain where we where we are today with these two technologies. So one of the things that's majorly happening, and you guys are I see this every day, is in your typical home, you've got people watching, people on Zoom, people on GoToMeeting. Netflix is running, Prime is running, Twitch, YouTube, somebody's on their uh, bicycle doing Peloton. We've got a lot of streaming, well, I'm not, but some people are. So you've got a lot of streaming services happening within inside the home. So 65% of the worldwide mobile downstream traffic is, 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 is video and 11% is Netflix. So I mean, it just kind of gives you an idea. Whereas, where does that lie? It's, it's going through a massive strain right now, the internet. So, you know, how do, we, how do we make that better? In the US, you know, it's Netflix, which is at the top in, in, in uh, Europe, in the, in the Middle East, in Africa. You've got YouTube. In Asia, you've got media streamers. So all these are, are taking up all the bandwidth, you know, along uh, everywhere in the world. Viewers expect that high quality. So no matter what service you're on, you still want to be able to see your video. You want, don't want to see a spinning wheel. Um, all of their devices, everything that's being used, you want to have a, a good experience, a good quality of experience. So high demand, good good experience, which means t- typically in the past has meant using a lot of bandwidth. So how do, we, how do we cut that? How do we make that bandwidth smaller? And what can we do to offer our customers or, or the general public consumers uh, a better experience. So low latency is also critical. So you want to be able to have real-time video. you don't want to wait you know the gop structure way of working can take a lot of uh, uh, time away uh, making more more latency within the workflow. So how do you remove that? How do you make it so you don't have to have a massive gop structure with your streaming services. you know how does that how does that work? So our solution is LCBC, and of course right now I've got a helicopter going over my house. It's not my helicopter. I oh, can't <laughs> <I'll> hear it. <laughs> you guys will hear it soon because it's a Anyway, it's London. I uh, do can you hear it in the background, or still pretty good. Still pretty good. Okay, so that's 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 impressive because it's, it's really loud. Oh, there you so go. Now I hear it. LCBC. LC- <laughs> this always happens. LCEVC is Low Complexity Enhancement Video Coding, which means we're taking a base codec, so an existing codec that you already have, like H.264, or could be HEVC, or could be AV1, and we're enhancing that. So we're making the enhancement on top of that existing codec. We start with a base codec, which is really important for this technology. That's how we differentiate from, from other players out there. In MPEG 5, the suite of MPEG 5 products is this was important for that suite because we needed to make we didn't want to make a new codec and MPEG MPEG didn't want to have a new codec yet another new codec out, out in the market. So what can we do with with existing technology and new technology that comes up? Of how can we make that better? So so so, so basically,
0: we could take that legacy uh, uh, AVC H.264 and and give it new life supercharge it as it were uh uh uh, uh with, without having to, to to throw out that investment of h.264 infrastructure
1: yeah if you if you put in a massive head in with encoders and you don't want to have to switch those out because you need a larger encoding farm at your head end you don't want to be able you don't want to have to do that you can keep existing what you've got existing today and then upgrade that workflow with this enhancement layer, this enhancement codec, which is really important.
0: Well, another thing that I like too is that not every subscriber, so if it's like an OTT application, maybe some customers haven't updated their set-top box yet to support the new standard, they'll still get the base H.264, uh the the secondary stream or the supplemental stream will just be discarded or ignored
1: right so it it, exactly so it it, it scales nicely yeah so if you've got the base codec and the base codec let's say is doing your sd sd version of your channel and then your hd and uhd are are um, are added with with this mpeg um, lcevc you would still have that base codec so you still have a base h.264 that's being sent to your set top box the ones that haven't been upgraded or they they yeah. weren't upgraded or it could be somebody paying for uh more prime uh for prime content that's an hd or in uh, UHD. you know however however somebody wants to, to work that it's low complexity so this means it reduces those processing costs of encoding on the codec it's a software plug-in update as you mentioned so it's a software plugin. We're not changing the hardware. This is specifically software for players and existing uh, devices.
0: So so the in- acronym, again, it's low complexity. What, what, what does it stand for again? Enhancement. video coding. Low complexity. Low, low, yeah, your audio is dropping out a little bit. Low complexity enhanced video codec.
1: Enhancing video coding. 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 Not a codec. Not coding, Yeah. Coding. We, want to, we want to be sure this is, oh, this it is, is, it
0: an is. Code. it's not a codec because it can't stand on its own. Okay, so it's enhancing exactly. coding. It's extra coding. code. Not yeah, if the primary stream went away, this of course couldn't stand on its own. Or the base Correct. stream got it.
1: Yeah. So solving this high quality streaming at scale, you know, when you're scaling up, reduce the network traffic without changing the quality. Delivering the highest quality and providing low latency. Those are those are keys. And the benefits for the viewers, for your for the consumer, killing that buffering wheel, delivering the highest quality, and having a fast startup time, you know, for those adverts for creating ad revenue, which is really important. For service providers, you know, you want to be able to beat the competition. You want to be the, the one that's not waiting for this massive gap structure to happen for your breaking news to happen, or you wanna be able to make sure your customers aren't turning, going to another service because it's better quality. You wanna be able to reach everyone. So those people that may be on a 2G, 3G network and they're not yet on a 4G or they're not going to be on the 5G, you still wanna be able to target those people that are on 2G, 3G, 4G networks with still very good quality video. And you wanna minimize those operating costs. You wanna bring down your all packs. want to bring down your cdn delivery costs and lowering that encoding infrastructure that you would have to pay for for something brand new which would cost a lot of money here's an example of 1.4 megabits per second so on the left hand side we have x.264 on the right hand side this is lcevc using x.264 as the base so you can see a, a, a big change within the quality. so the quality of the sign, the yard the yard lines here you can see difference in the numbers. you can see differences where it starts yeah. to break up on the lines as well. So this is one of the examples at, at 1.4 megabits per second. So well, well, so, uh,
0: so what, what's what's happening here that that secondary stream or that secondary coding is adding some of the missing elements, some of that missing detail back into the image, correct?
1: Exactly. So we're taking that, we're taking that and we're adding it and correcting it as well and improving it. So we're making that improvement. So the source, the source is still a high quality source, no matter how you, what you get the source, the way that it degrades on the left hand side is different than how we adding, we're adding the enhancement on the right hand side. So, so the
0: enhancement is kind of like a, 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 an error signal. It's looking at the original video looking at how well that 264 is doing and then kind of coming up with a difference and then Correct. sending that as, yeah. as the added information.
1: Exactly. And okay. then rebuilding it on the decoder on the other end. That's so awesome. where can LCEVC, LC it's hard to say. We yeah, know. it's hard to say fast, <laughs> right? <laughs> where can LCEVC be used? And we're, you know, we're looking at this for, HD telepresence, so video conferencing. This is a prime example. You know, when we're talking to the likes of Zoom and GoToMeeting and and Teams, you know, where this can fit in. Live sport, so providing UHD live sport at HD bit rates or lower, and providing those HD uh, uh, video at even lower bit rates. Immersive VR, uh, cloud gaming, smarter cities, IoT, Anywhere there's a signal, you know, this can, this can be used. Hyperscalers, you know, one of the things that we've seen working with uh, Xilinx, we're, we're now baked into parts of the uh, Xilinx chipset, Xilinx manufacture an FPGA, which is part of encoders anyway. So what we've done is we're able to provide a lib- our library, our software library, to Xilinx, and Xilinx has implemented this on their FPGAs which is which is great news so so you
0: you you, uh, uh, a hardware manufacturer if they design a xilinx fpga into their video processing hardware they buy a license from xilinx or from you or how does that how does that mechanism work
1: typically they'll buy they'll buy that from xilinx because they're buying the the boards from from xilinx and it's embedded into that board um okay. it's normally transparent to to anybody that's you know would be buying an encoder at that point so it's transparent gotcha. it's just gotcha. another another uh available encode um coding platform or codec available on a drop down from the from the encoder gotcha so the video calling and conferencing which i mentioned before uh very important for us right now um to make to ensure um, that, that that runs smoothly as well.
0: Well, I, I think your connection today could use a little L C E V C right now. You know, we, we uh <laughs> probably
1: you're probably
0: uh, right. Uh, we're we uh, Matt and I we 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 live in the video encoding space. Uh, we have no control over go to webinar. Uh Matt's videos looking a little soft today. We're not sure if it's a bandwidth issue or what, but uh, yeah, we need to get go to meeting up to speed on L C E V C.
1: Yep, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, VOD streaming. So this can work on uh, file-based infrastructures as well. So not just on live video. This is also uh, implements can be implemented on saving file size for VOD content. You know, the Netflix of the world, the Amazon Primes of the world. You know, this is important for any VOD content or catch-up TV as well. Live streaming, which we've we've talked about. You know, live sports. Uh, probably the best use case for us because this is you know live live coding live encoding the benefits you have more throughput increase uh quick and easy integration and we have a broad device support currently you know we're working on uh, making that larger and for a larger group this is supported on ios android uh, html5 web browsers um, some set-top boxes as well that we've worked directly with. So this this can be used uh, existing today, and we have those libraries available. We'll show you how you can um, you can actually see this in. in our...
0: And it's not is it is it complicated to get the SDK and the library up and running? You know what what
1: uh, how quickly can this be implemented? Yeah, we've we've packaged it. So we've packaged it into an SDK, and because it's software, we can it's it's written to be able to be used within the app level. So, within the app itself, you can download a player that supports this. So you're using you know a specific player, and we've got a list of players that you could you could make the integration with. Um, it, it really depends on what device you're working on and what library that you would need for this. But you know at the moment we we're, we're building those up. And where, where we are in the process, and I'll get to this a little bit further. this is what we're talking about deploying. So we've got you know libraries for HEVC, VV, uh, VCC, VP9, AV1, um, and then all of these devices, Android, Chrome. So it works with the current ecosystem. So you know that's how that's how LVC has been developed, and and we wanted to make sure that it was easy to access and easy to deploy. So how do you get LCEVC? which kind of go back goes back to your question? So You can ask your encoder manufacturer. So whoever is, you know, whatever your encoder is, go back to your encoder manufacturer and say, look, I'm interested in testing this. We will make the, we have libraries available. We've done some work with AWS Elemental, HeyVision, Telestream, uh, um, Wowza, AviWest. You know, we've made, we've done a lot of work with these companies already. Some of them have some earlier versions of our library. Some of them will be taking on the new LC as well. There's a few on this list that I already have, so we, we've got this SDK available for for all vendors. But do go to your encoder vendor and ask them for, it and they can they can get it for you. We have trial deployments as well. So if you wanted to test this, so we've got some trial deployments. If you want to if you want to take a file and see what it looks like as com- in a comparison between uh EVC with 264 and 264 on its own we could do that comparison you just upload the file the VOD the vault content we can also if we need it we can take a live channel and put that into our platform we've got a platform that's available on uh, iphones so we can take that and put it on a, a ios device or an android device or whatever you want we can take a live channel and you can say, okay, I want to see what this looks like. I want to really bring my bit rate down to hundred kilobits per second and see what that looks like. Yes, we do do hundred kilobits per second video. And that's proven within our, our um, application. So you can see very low, uh, very low uh, data rates, very low bit rates using uh, LC. Well, I, I,
0: know, I know you're working with our other partner, Avi West, they're, they're one of the leading, uh, global leading bonded cellular uh providers and their their existing hevc codec is is very good at low bit rates i think they can go probably lowest out of the competition implementing your technology they could go even lower and then you have that secondary channel coming through to, to add back some of that missing detail so i think um uh probably one of the most challenging applications is streaming video through an unmanaged network like cellular yeah. Um uh, it's much cellular is far more unreliable than the of course managed network is great a fiber a satellite is pretty good of course. Yeah. public internet has its moments i i think you you got a little bit of a bottleneck on your side but then take it you know into into the uh you know public uh uh the, the cellular network is particularly challenging so i I think Avi West is is looking to implement this uh, to take their game to yet another level.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. My my video is a prime example. But part of that is the issue. I haven't had a haircut in a few months.
0: <laughs> of the barber, some of the barber shops are open here. I got a haircut on Sunday.
1: I, I went, I went yet, shorter. So.
0: I went real short because I don't know when the next
1: time I can get one. It's true. I got to do that. So. That's LCVC. Um, the next that I wanna talk about is VC6, um, uh, ST2117. This is a different codec. So this is a full codec. This is intra-frame codec. So this is used in the contribution market. This is used in the professional video market. So it's available on a uh, 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 encoder and decoder pair that we, we manufacture. We have a package software which is called p-link that sits on this server um that that server i'll get more information about i'll give uh, through the presentation so vc6 is very similar to what we were talking about lc lcvc however the the thumbnail the smaller resolutions is our codec is 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 vc6 so instead of using a different base codec we're using our we're using a full stack codec, which is which is ours. It's hierarchical, so you have a multi-scale image representation. We take uh, output upscale, add the residuals back for each layer, and then create a perfect reconstruction at the other end. So as I show this, there's a few ways that, that this works. You have has in uh, inbuilt proxies, so I can get high quality proxies inbuilt in with each image. Single multi-scale archives it increases it, efficiency increases with the resolution, and you have benefits of AI image analysis, HD cutouts from UHD. so you have different application efficiencies within within this. Um, if I go a bit further into this, you know how does this well, compare well, let, to let, let, th- me,
0: let me ask you a question there 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 Matt that uh no go go one more forward one you you are um because you're you're taking the base codec looking at the original looking at how well the base codec is doing and and continually analyzing and looking at the differences, scaling up scaling down that your technology actually learns so take like golf for example Um, yes you know panning over blades of grass there, there are certain challenges or I know in sports here in the US it's always like the orange basketball over a sea of faces or yeah. the baseball leaving the bat going over a sea of faces that your your system through use through trial and error through looking at the er- looking at the original looking at the end result it's constantly improving is that correct
1: that's correct up to a point. So we've made the improvements on the version that's that's available today. So it's not learning as you use it more. So it's, it's already learned it's,
0: what it needs to learn. It's already
1: it's already learned what it needs to learn. We can make improvements on that. Um, but what the what the beauty of it is is the way that it's learned. It's created efficiencies on what it's learned. So uh, so what it's what it's done in the past is we've we've taken um, AI information from from scenes and implemented that into the codec so that codec that is is implemented what that information that it are it already has and then replicates that on a, uh, a basis of what is seen in video so well,
0: well i think you've taught me this before so like say that a sharp edge or a sharp transition in an image that can be yeah. challenging for uh for a codec there could be Aliasing, overshoot, undershoot, some ringing—even that your AI then knows how to handle that type of edge. It's learned from from that that edge is in its its library now,
1: right? Louis pinging me right now. It's it's trained more than it's trained in advance more than learned. So it's trained to handle it rather than. It's been trained
0: how to handle that edge, so then it takes less resources every time that that challenging element in the picture comes up. the the, yeah. the 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 knowledge of how to handle that detail it's in its database so that's what makes it so efficient
1: exactly yeah yeah gotcha. so if gotcha. we if we run through these and I'm conscious of time so um, you know VC6 versus JPEG 2000 you know, what how does this this differ from JPEG 2000 which is very common in the marketplace both are, are intra you know P-Link is an intra only video compression solution but the cost for JPEG 2000 for UHD is massive. You know, the bandwidth cost is is massive for JPEG 2000. So, you know, network manufacturers can supply individual um, uh, modules for this compression. Um, You can migrate workflows from HD to UHD results in four times increase in bandwidth. So this this is really important where we start getting into the compression ratio of, of EC6 versus JPEG 2000. So provides the significant capex and opex savings when it's, when it's boxed into our solution. It can operate as an end-to-end solution, and I'm gonna go through a few of these, and it can operate with the uh, existing network provisioning system. So if you, somebody is already using uh, NetInsight, Media Links, or Nevian, this can still be used within that network. We're not offering that network provisioning system. We're offering an input and output, an encoder and decoder for this. So what is, what is So we can take uh, fully flexible bi-directional links in any direction, you know, one to eight cameras. So one to eight uh, video feeds in, compress, and then do an output That comp- that compression is VC6. It's flexible we have what's called a dynamic multiplexer, which is quite interesting. Dynamic multiplexer is very uh, interesting for us is because it's similar to statmux. However, we're doing this on a frame-by-frame basis in real time. So instead of looking at statmux, which inherently is statistical in the past, we're doing everything in real time as it happens. So or you have a statmux and you're able to statmux multiple channels together, in this in our instance we're doing this in real time not on data that's already happened you know a while ago so as each frame is being measured by the system we're able to adjust the amount of bits bitrate that is that is uh, need to be used for each for each channel also another way that we can save on on bandwidth is what I'll also go a little bit more into is active bitrate control and then we also have what's called a full frame mode the way that we're rendering the uh, interlaced content for further further improvement. So active bitrate control. So let's say um, you're doing a live production which you have eight camera feeds. Those eight camera feeds are going back to base. You're taking the eight camera feeds. You've got six in proxy here. Those six are being uh, uh, fed to a a multi-viewer and your producer is is calling the shots. Those six cameras that are sat in proxy are only using 10 megabits per second. When you take one of those cameras and move it to preview, it will automatically bump it up to 60 megabits per second. So you're increasing the bit rate frame accurately. So this is happening in real time frame accurately. You're increasing a 10 megabit feed to 60 megabits dead on the frame. And then if you want to go to program, you can change 60 then to 80 on that frame as well, the next frame. So we're able to say, I've got an eight camera feed. But I'm using a lot less bandwidth than using 80 megabits per second for all eight of those, eight of those feeds. I can be very creative of how I use those. Granted, you're not gonna be able to take ISO cameras and be able to say those, look, I'm gonna feed those for recording if it's a, 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 a wide shot or whatever. Gr- granted, you won't be able to take those as 10 megabits per second as a proxy feed, but if you're doing a pure live production where nothing else is being recorded and you're just taking into a, a preview and, and on air, then that's this is one way. Well, of, or
0: or, uh, or in it. this scenario, you could record the full resolution at, at the venue side if you wanted to. Um, exactly. would be another option. Uh, yeah exactly uh, but 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 this is a great technique of prioritizing the feed that you're 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 maximizing the bandwidth so the director can get a good view of the preview what he's about to take and then of course the program feed is is the top priority using the majority of the bandwidth
1: exactly yeah, very efficient um it's it's a, it's quite a cool feature that we we have what I said before, bi-directional feeds, so I can say I've, I want four inputs and four outputs, four decode, four encode, or I can have six and two or eight and one, you know, I can, t- or, sorry, seven and one, I'm doing a mess, seven and one. I've got seven cameras heading back to base, and then I take my dirty feed that has all my graphics and everything else from from the production control room or from the production room, yeah the,
0: the, the on uh, for in sports so the on-site commentators need to see the program feed coming from the studio there might be commentators in the studios like, so we throw it back to you chuck so he can see what's happening they can see the graphics um um now that this is great i i see the uses
1: for this but don't forget this is low latency so we're not working with the gulp structure that you're working with in the ott right. world so you're seeing this within you know hundreds of milliseconds yeah you know, all back
0: intra, and yeah all intra-frame i mean and typically right, this right. is done over a managed network but you can do it over an unmanaged network like the public internet as well
1: correct you can but you need to have something else in there so you need to have something like zixi if you're doing this over public internet you've got to make sure that you've got that connection so you're not you you don't have the flexibility like you would have with the gop structure of that instance you know you do have to have a a uh, 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 you know a fiber link between two areas yeah. going over yeah. public internet is dangerous. You know we we know yeah. that. Yeah. The, the yeah. proof of it is today Well, you know, well it's, it's yeah. The, be...
0: And then with unmanaged, then you need some some buffering like the bonded cellular. You know we we typically exactly. need a, a second or more or or eight tenths of a second plus. Uh, it's a different workflow. So then the commentators and the talent have to adjust when they're talking not to step over each other. So, but then, but then, in those instances where you have a fiber or a good telco connection, getting that latency down to a couple hundred milliseconds,
1: that this is the way to go. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll go through a little bit more, some more examples uh, further, further along. So, just running through this real quickly: high performance intra contribution, flexible software. We've got a web-based GUI, um, NMS uh, integration with other companies. The appliance is robust. We've got hot swappable um, uh, fans, so a fan dies, you can pull it out while it's still running. The fan will keep, the other fans take over. They starts they will be spinning at the same time. Go and get your replacement fan. Put that in. You know all of these are hot swappable. No moving parts within it, um, so minimize you know any risk that you have with the with the with the one solution. You can deploy in existing workflows, like we said before, working with Nevian, working with NetInsight, working with Media Links, whatever you're already working with. And you can support all these different workflows. So, is it a workflow where you're doing production one, uh, remote production, Remy's one day, you're doing um, um, live event the next day? If you're doing UHD and HD, you know, you could have a mixture. You can choose, I want one UHD and four HD. Of uh, uh, services to run at the same time, so it's it's very very flexible. So the applications, so like I said before, live live event, you know, in Europe we call them OB and and event productions, but these are your live trucks. So it's sending a live truck where it's doing uh, UHD back to the studio, back to your your video router. A single unit can transport a mix, is what I said. And depending on the workflow, it can be you know one the truck can be doing one UHD one day, can be doing HD the next day, you know however you want to to manage it. Site to site links. So what we did with Sky Italia is they had uh, uh, links between Sky Italia and their telco provider. They wanted to take all their video feeds and feed them back and forth. So you had two different studios where those two were linked. Um, another site-to-site link that we just completed uh, last week is we're doing uh, all the video links for the World Health Organization in Geneva, so they have a link between the United Nations and um, and the World Health Organization between the two. So if you see Tedros and doing his talk in the in the uh, um, uh, the main theater that they have, that's running through a P link. Um, They also have links that they're setting up uh, this week with uh, Copenhagen. So they've got an office in Copenhagen. They've got seven regional offices that they'll be setting the P-Links up for site-to-site links. One of the problems that they had before they they went with this is they didn't have – they had problems with latency. Um, They had problems with uh, getting uh, quality video to be able to see – you know charts and information that are being sent from site to site and being able to have a very clear picture right so there was, there was one thing that this this really helped them with but they had these links uh, private uh, um, fiber links between all the organizations so it, it worked out very well for them
0: well in this example like sky tv this is a link that's those are links that are up 24 7 carrying exactly. critical programming so having an enterprise grade chassis, like you said, with redundant power supplies, hot swappable fans, hot swappable power supplies, th- that's critical. They, they can't afford any downtime on this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you've had them up there running in your office, so you know, you've right. seen that they're pretty robust units.
0: Yeah, no, they're it's, the it's a beautiful piece of hardware. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. So the remote production, you know, This is doing uh, remote events, concerts, live sports, same thing, back to the studio. We can do six HD, two return videos just as an example. Um, the next slide that I'm going into is, I wanna talk about our connection with AWS. So we released, recently did a, um, a proof of concept and a test with AWS because one of our clients asked us to do this before they would uh, implement them. So a, the beauty of aws massive organization they've got a lot of uh, worldwide connections and those connections can can range from um, you know in basic internet connections to their direct connect uh, which they have directly into their cloud so we said we'll take advantage of this and what we can do is use p link in this scenario so what we did is we took a p link with aws and zixi and this goes into your Uh, standard um, ISPs so on the on one end we did a UK to Australia and return feed along that feed this is where you have your internet okay it's a one gig link internet but we also had to use Zixi in that instance to provide packet protection to provide anything that's lost in the video signal when it goes from our VNOVA office to their London data center locally So this is your last mile, two miles, half mile, whatever it is. We also then took to test uh, customer office. This is customer office number one was actually AWS's Amazon office in London. And they have a direct connect, which goes directly into their data center, into their cloud. We then took the feed to a Sydney data center on the other side of the planet, then back to the London data center, back through the Zixi, local uh, internet with uh, one gig on a bt line it's a local british telecom line to our office and then aws media connect to compare these as well on each end and then we had an ISP or private uh, fiber you know to do a test to see what that latency was and see how that worked we did a uh, did uhd feeds and I'll, I'll show you some of the data that we we got from this but it was um very low latency. I think we we're around, you know, the 200 something mark uh, latency, um, but it was very low latency to do that complete, uh, to do a one way and, and back direction. So the benefits that AWS has connections throughout the world. It's a lease space. You're not always paying for a, a, a space all the time. Media companies can piggy, piggyback on available infrastructure and AWS guarantees a network. So. With that's Media Connect. So there's two products that they have. One is the Media Connect, which we also use with Zixi. Zixi is part of that Media Connect package. Right. We have Direct Connect, which is the direct link. So that's a connect directly to that AWS network through local data centers. Last mile dedicated comes in one gig to ten gig. This is important here because when I start showing numbers about what you can fit on a one gig and 10 gig line it's right. very important right. aws and and p-link are pretty much the only companies that can do this because we we're down into those into the lower um uh, bit rates where we can actually move this into lower we can offer multiple services so when i start showing the uh, uh, bit rates and they
0: uh, um, but but I should add, you uh, say uh, lower uh, bit rates, but while uh, maintaining visual a visually lossless uh, experience.
1: True, and, you're not, and the you're thing not is, with,
0: sacrificing if, quality for for bit rate.
1: Yeah, exactly. But using something like JPEG XS or uncompressed or JPEG 2000, you wouldn't be able to use this necessarily in this with this uh, infrastructure right. that's available. Right. Right. Ultra-low latency, hourly cost for ingest, so if you're doing something that's event-based, very important, and then low cost per gigabit for for the output. So Zixi integration over that public internet, which we were talking about before, it's packaged. They've already packaged that for you, so you don't have a separate bill from Zixi, or at least you don't today, you don't have a separate bill from Zixi and AWS, it's all packaged. Yeah, right, 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 right. And from what we saw, it's a it's a, least, a less expensive alternative to do it this way than just doing ZIXI on it on its own. Um, it's compliant with uh, 20 22, 7 seamless packet protection. It covers the packet loss over that last mile. This is where it's really important, where you need to say, okay, we can't just do this over public internet. It's that last mile that matters on either end. So, you've got to make sure you've got that packet loss uh, protection in there. You're able, you're able to measure this and monitor it. Um, so it goes with the local data center instead of that public internet to the destination. And there's no additional charge for AWS for, for ingest, which is really important. This is, that could be one thing that would be very expensive. So, how much does it cost? This is completely from their website. So I'm not saying this is what, you know, this is what we found. And we we get a bit Our of...
0: Prices may change. <laughs> prices may
1: change. As there's a your mileage may differ in the real world. <laughs> exactly. So they're available on their public website. You can you can plug in these numbers yourself. You can have a look at them yourself. Try out your numbers. This is what we did. We made a little spreadsheet here. We did a five-hour, 60 megabits per second HD stream using Zixi. As well to the AWS data center and Direct Connect on the decoder end. Granted, the the Direct Connect connection was already there. We didn't pay for that connection. So that well, was already well, right. There. So well, somebody got to pay to install that, right? That
0: that that exactly. that that needs that's, to be a little asterisk
1: there. That that's 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 a that's a AWS question they can answer.
0: Right. Right you 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 probably need to be so, doing enough volume to to
1: to, to warrant uh a, a direct connect data. yeah but I mean, it's it's possible and you know the price for this we paid 10 bucks 89 for five hours of hd hd content for a live production you know that's nothing you
0: know? i i think i crunched that number too i i i it came out to like less than 20 grand if you ran it 24-7, you know, if that was a yearly sure. cost. But like you said earlier, that assumes you have the direct connect connection. If you didn't have that, the cost probably would be different or much more.
1: Uh, it depends. You know, you could yeah. still go to the Zixi uh, Media Connect solution. And, you know, I don't know, you know, but that, those things all need to be tested out. Right. We would to say to oh, just do this you know needs to be tested and that's why we have you know equipment available this can be set up you need to test this and make sure that you know this is right, right for your organization as yeah. well both, and, uh,
0: both, i should add you know vitovation is an aws partner we use aws every day uh with with, Vinova, with avi with aviwest uh, Matt obviously is a, and Vnova is an AWS partner. So we can help you sort out these design and configuration uh, details for you. Um, you know if, if you have a good connection to the public internet at your two facilities may not need AWS. AWS is usually good when you want to scale when you want to go one to many. Um, yeah. but we, we don't we don't have to go through AWS uh uh necessarily but we'll help you make those decisions for your particular use case
1: correct yeah and we're not limited to aws either so i mean you know we we need to go through this and it needs to be planned out especially if you've got important video that you're feeding you want to make sure that it's right and um what your connections are so we we do go through that very very much in detail um post-production you know another thing that this can be used for color correction we've my neighbor um, next door, he does, he does um, effects, he works here in London, we have Shepperton Studios up the road, you know, we've got um, uh, situations where you may have a director or producer that's based in Hollywood, they want to make sure that they're seeing, you know, edits real time, they want to make sure they want to see color correction real time, all of that stuff can happen real time, and you could use peeling for that as well, so you could take a UHD feed from one place to another, and site-to-site low latency. Does this look right? Is the setup correct? You know, this is another setup for the post-production market um, that we've that we've uh, used these for. So, what is what is the what are the rates? You know, the compression ratio, So we've got uh, different compression ratios. HD streams. You know, how much how much bandwidth do we use? So we're looking around 75 megabits per second. You know. Give or take, could be less than that in some instances. These are all approximations. Uncompressed would use 1.5 gigabits. JPEG-XS would use 400 megabits. JPEG-2000 would be somewhere around 150. Uh, UHD streams were at you know, 130 megabits per second. Uncompressed, 12, 12 gig. JPEG-XS, 4 gig. JPEG-2000, 1.2 gig. You start looking at that one gig line from AWS, the choice is clear of what you want to, would want to go with. Yeah, I, I see know, a lot of,
0: yeah. of zeros in those columns. It doesn't, it doesn't fit in the pipe.
1: <laughs> doesn't fit the pipe. So if you go to like typical latencies, we're around 100, give or take. It depends on the, the way the wind's blowing. We're not going to say that we're perfect with uh, on the typical latency. We're somewhere around where JPEG 2000 is. That's granted uncompressed and jpeg access are low to two milliseconds we're, we're well, somewhere because around man, there's
0: such there's so much higher bit rate that that's part of the trade-off you know exactly it's if, a if you're not do, so if you're not uh uh if you don't do a lot of compression you're just sending the uncompressed packets through uh, yeah. uh of course that's going to be pretty low exactly
1: you know, and, and we, we know that and that's that's not that's that's not why you would want compression anyway. So right. so you, you use you want compression to make savings on your bandwidth and also keep a good quality. So that's where that that comes in. There's got to be latency in there of some sort and that's where it happens. We're not in the gap structure area where you have multi, you know, many seconds. Um we're in the milliseconds, which is which is hundreds of milliseconds. Um so you know your pipe sizes. You know what can you do with 2160p60 and 10 gigs pipe? You know 76 here, zero here, two here, eight with JPEG 2000. You start getting into 1080i60 on a 10 gig pipe. You know you're up to 166 feet. You know there's so there's a big difference there of what it what it looks like. You know. Um, so in summary. It's flexible, high high quality, um, can reduce your bandwidth costs. You know, especially for UHD, up to eighty you percent. Know, it's used by you know some of the biggest names in the business. You know, we've got um, a large um, uh, racing circuit in the in in uh, Europe that's currently using these. They just took some delivery. I can't say their name today, uh, but they're they're just using these for the new uh, racing season that's in, Three weeks, three or four weeks. So you know it's it is a new technology. Granted, Um, we've got units that are available in. that uh, Jim's got units that he can get to you if you guys want to test anything. We've got units in the UK as well, so we're we're covered globally. Um, But if you do want to test these, you know, let us know. You know, Link is a you have to test it. You know, there's there's no way around it. You have to see you know see it and use it and feel it and with everything going yeah, on a, is a great, a
0: great test would be to to send a video from a, a customer's uh, master control to, to our lab here in Southern California and then out to the UK and back kind of do a round trip around the globe um, uh, whatever you want or if you have a New York and LA facilities you want to connect together uh, we 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 welcome uh, a, a demo I think you guys will be amazed so you go back to that chart where you can't get the JPEG 2000 to fit through the pipe so some customers will say oh well I, I I'm doing uh, H I'm not ready for 4k so as you said Matt that the, the numbers look really really good uh, or, or the compression is amazing Com- you know the more the higher the resolution the more efficient your compression is uh, the yep. 4K savings is a no-brainer, but even uh, a 50%, 30% savings for HD, uh, you can fit that many more videos in the pipe, as that chart showed. And, yep. uh, you know, bandwidth is not free, right? You know, yep. that's, the,
1: that's the key. Yep, you
0: definitely. know, and, and being able to push more content. So uh, most of the questions I've gotten, Matt, are uh, about, you know, when – how do i get the how do i get the powerpoint deck so uh please please send me a copy of the of the final deck i will uh uh i'll what i what we do is we'll post the recording of this session uh in our blog or you go under the resources and then webinar uh section of our website or the blog uh the recording will be there uh you'll be able to download the slides We even transcribe our our conversation here if you'd like to read uh, what we talked about today. Uh, Does anybody have any questions? It seems
1: like... Lawrence Lawrence must have a question for me. He likes to quiz me on the spot. He
0: does. Uh, Let me see. I don't see anything from Lawrence. Oh, no. no, no. There there were a few people that want to uh, download um, the...
1: um, uh, the presentation. So, 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 Matt, Harry, thank you Harry, so much. Harry, I've got, I've got uh, just Harry's, uh, one of my guys, is from this side, and worth mentioning, LCEVC doesn't need upgraded chips; it will fit on it any to any of today's kit, which we mentioned earlier, as well with uh, LCEVC working oh, on. Right, you
0: don't uh, need uh, a chip because it's based. software based, right? So, so it works around your existing chipset.
1: Yeah, yeah, he uh, wasn't listening.
0: Got you, got you. No, that that that's an important point. And uh, okay. you know, we encourage everyone, anyone, to reach out to Vitovation. um Do you have like a contact slide? I I have a slide up.
1: Right here, I've just just put it up. You got that? No. You've got it. Can you see it? Uh,
0: no, it's still. Oh, there we go. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so we encourage you to reach out to Vitovation. Of course, you can reach out to to my colleagues. You can reach out to Matt or V Nova directly. Uh, we're we're a, a close partner with V Nova. Uh, we're distributing, supporting the product here in the U.S. We're going to be your first line of support. As Matt mentioned, we have uh, quite a few uh, systems in our inventory ready for demo. Uh, we encourage you to take a look at this technology I know some of our customers will put it through their IP codec analyzing equipment uh, a common thing I've seen with this tech is people think they have the input and the output swapped on their analyzer what the quality can't be that good it's not possible something must be some glitch no it really is that great of a codec that it, it is you know visually lossless um it, it's really something you, you should try um so matt i i I, th- I thank you for today i thank you for laying yep. some knowledge on us today i hope everyone out there is staying uh safe and healthy um i, I mean I, I i was looking forward to seeing some people at, at ibc this year m- m- spending some time in the v nova yep. booth that unfortunately is not happening uh, NAB New York is not happening, so uh, we encourage um, at Vidovation we use GoToWebinar, we use GoToMeeting. We can do uh, an engineering discovery call where we get Matt, some of his engineers, Vidovation, some of our engineers on on the call, and collectively we'll design a system that will solve any hiccups you have in your workflow, solve any of your challenges and uh we look forward to hearing from you folks soon
1: Yep, yeah, same here and thank you thank you everyone and um and as, as as jim said uh as soon as i can get on a flight back to the u.s <laughs> my home uh be great but uh that's not going to happen i don't think anytime too soon but we, we don't know yet
0: yeah so yeah, um, yeah. But, but but we'll let technology in the interim we have product here you can get support electronically we can do a go-to meeting so uh uh we're we're here to service you um and uh thank you so much thanks again matt uh thank your colleagues for putting together this 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 presentation and uh we try to have the recording and the transcription (coughs) and the and the powerpoint uh online within a couple of days uh at the latest you should see it by early next week So thanks, everyone. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you, Matt. Thanks,
1: everyone. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.